Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Facts News Podcast. No opinions, no bias, no agenda. In this podcast, we discuss only facts surrounding a particular topic or topics. By discussing only the facts, we allow the listener to develop their own perceptions around the topic rather than be influenced by the opinions of others, thus promoting free thinking. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Today we will start by discussing the election, so let's dive in. Biden was declared the winner of the presidential election by multiple news sources, including the AP, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Reuters, and others. Now, the media doesn't elect a president. They, however, can project it and have been very accurate in the past. The news media correctly predicted the president in 2016, 2012, 2008, 2004, 2000, in addition to many others. While many news organizations projected Florida for Gore, they later took it back during the night. They, however, never projected Gore the winner of the presidency itself. They projected Bush as the winner of the presidency. In addition to this, each state has a date where they must certify the results. For Georgia, for example, that date is November 20th, the day they are expected to complete their hand recount. For Arizona, it is the 30th of November. Pennsylvania, the 23rd of November. For Wisconsin and Nevada, it is the 1st of December. As you can see, the states vary widely on their required dates of certification. As a result of the election having not been certified in many states, the president is not 100% conclusive. And therefore, that is not a fact at this time. We do not officially know who the president is at this time. The General Services Administration has not yet recognized Joe Biden as president-elect. They also have not released funds to Biden to start his transition. They have, however, offered him an office space to use. Currently, pending election lawsuits have been filed by the Trump campaign in several states, including Pennsylvania, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. Regardless of what occurs with the lawsuits, the results, however, will not be officially decided until December 14, 2020, when the electors cast their vote for president. The electors have never changed the results of an election, but very well could do so if they so choose. Uh, This can, you can see electors casting votes in previous elections, including the 2016 election, where multiple electors chose to deviate from the actual results and chose different people than who their constituents actually voted for. The electors will each cast one vote with the next president needing 270 to win. The electors represent the party that won their state. However, while they are not expected or while they are expected to vote for the candidate that won their state, the penalty for not doing so varies from state to state. Wisconsin has no penalty and counts the vote as the elector cast it. Neither Pennsylvania nor Georgia have laws binding electors at all. As a result of these facts, the official status of the election at this time is unknown, pending lawsuits, recounts, and electors casting their votes. In addition to the presidency, we also have the Senate, 
where Republicans currently have won 50 seats and Democrats 48. Now, we will also say that a lot of these states are still counting, but most of these leads are so extreme that they cannot be overtaken. So, in addition to that, uh, there are two runoffs that are scheduled in Georgia for January 5th, 2021. The House results are slowly coming in, and while over 400 seats have been finalized, many are still pending, and therefore data on the majority is unavailable at this time, as many results are not certified and projections vary across news organizations. You'll have one news organization that'll say the Democrats have 218, and you'll have another that'll say they have 219. So as a result of that, we cannot project factual information regarding the House at this time. Pfizer uh, has developed a vaccine. Now we're going to go ahead and switch to coronavirus now. We're, that concludes the election portion of this podcast. Um, Pfizer has developed a vaccine, and according to their preliminary results, they have found for it to be over 90% effective in preventing volunteers from correct contracting COVID-19. The North Dakota governor has also issued a statewide mask mandate. Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak tests positive for COVID-19 as well. Elon Musk tested positive for coronavirus. Then he tested negative. Then he tested positive. Then he tested negative. All of this occurred in one day from the same machine, using the same test, and using the same nurse. All using the same rapid antigen test from BD. Lastly, we have Governor Northam of Virginia. He limits in-person COVID-19 gatherings to 25 people, which is down from 250. In other news, we have Samuel Alito, Supreme Court Justice, the United States gave a speech this week on various issues. The speech was over 35 minutes long and Alito discussed freedom of speech and the recent intolerance of opposing viewpoints. He discussed the restrictions the virus has put on individual liberties, but he stopped short of condemning or ruling on the restrictions. He rather stated that these restrictions are something we have never seen before. Intolerance of religious liberties is also discussed with a segment most prominently discussed on the Little Sisters of the Poor, which is a Catholic religious institution. And this is regarding their court case pending requiring contraceptive health care to those they provide insurance for. I recommend watching the entire video before making any judgments about what the Supreme Court Justice says. This is important because news organizations may skew the results. So it's important that we go to the primary source, or in this case the video, and watch exactly what his words say before we make a judgment. Joe Biden has also announced that he is rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement provided he takes office in January 2021. The Paris Climate Agreement holds the goal of keeping the global average temperature to well below 2 degrees Celsius which is above pre-industrial levels. Work, their, their, another goal is to work towards global emissions peaking as soon as possible, and after that, undertake rapid reductions. 
Each country develops its own plan and comes together every five years to assess the progress. So this is not one giant plan. This is every country has its own plan and they're acting separately but together. And they come together every five years to discuss their progress. Since the USA has withdrawn and not yet rejoined, there is no current plan in place. According to Biden's campaign website, his executive actions on day one include requiring aggressive methane pollution limits for new and existing oil and gas operations. He also aims to use the federal government procurement system to drive towards 100% clean energy and zero emissions vehicles. He has a goal of developing rigorous new fuel economy standards aimed at ensuring 100% of new sales for light and medium-duty vehicles will be electrified and annual improvements for heavy-duty vehicles. Another goal of his is saving consumers money and reducing emissions through new aggressive appliance and building efficiency standards. Also, requiring public companies to disclose climate risks and greenhouse gas emissions in their operations and supply chains is another thing that he is looking at doing. Finally, our last piece of information is that SpaceX and NASA are launching the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket to the International Space Station. There are several astronauts on board this rocket, and it will take off around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time unless it is postponed or delayed, from Kennedy Space Center. I thank everybody for listening to this week's podcast, and if you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate to email me at thefactsnews@outlook.com. Thanks, everyone, and have a wonderful week.